Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Friday, August 12th, 2022. Back at it. Little Midsummer Classic. It's National Middle Child Day. So, I think, are you a middle child? I'm one of two middle children. One of two. Yeah. Do you like having being from a big house? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything to compare it to. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair take. You didn't come up in another life. <laughs> yeah. Have another experience with it. Yeah. Inexperienced player. He's like a rookie. Yeah. Adam, you're youngest, right? Uh, yeah, I'm the youngest. Not a middle child here. Yeah. We have an oldest. In I'm here. the oldest. Yeah. What's your favorite part about being an oldest? Just everything runs through you in the house. Let's wow. go. King of the castle. <laughs> King of the castle, so. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. We're going to waste no time, get straight to football today, because, man, there's a lot to discuss. The camps are back. There's preseason on this weekend. I am so excited. But the big thing that's going on today, huge story, Antonio Brown, touching statement this afternoon. Not sure if you got the chance to read it, but I'll give it to you if you didn't. Quote, the biggest regret of my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker. I mean, that's a great way to start <laughs> yeah, any yeah. great way to start any statement. Or showing up to a Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet. That's a good one too. Or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. My biggest regret is I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. Sure, I can I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for you all seeing something like that, like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at the Red Rocks. Good comparisons. Very good comparisons, spot on. I think it's a good start whenever you can hit showing up showing up late to camp in a hot air balloon with frozen feet. All in one sentence. Pretty good stuff. I mean, my personal biggest regret with Antonio Brown is drafting him in fantasy. Yes, the year same. he was on the Raiders. That's my personal biggest one. Also, owning a jersey at one point—that one's up there. The Bumblebee one. Do you what do you mean? Out, yeah. Still? What do you mean by at one yeah, point? Yeah, at one point. Maybe. Oh, it's deep in the closet. But okay. you own it. It's still there. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, we could dig it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it for the second segment. Alex is also the owner of an Antonio Brown jersey. I am. Yeah, one that's actually <laughs> never been worn in the game. Raiders. So, maybe I think one preseason. Yeah, yeah. 84 Brown. 84 <laughs> Brown. So it's a regret for him? Yes. I can't, you can't, like, you can't uh, fix really that. fix that. Is yeah. What, yeah it was, it was you can't go back point. in time and change yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. It's like one thing come... I'd like to go back and fix is to actually watch myself yeah. live. Yeah. It's like, oh. Catch a quarter in the stands. Yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know, like, that's not really a regret. You got to figure, that's a different word. Yeah. But I know it's not regret. He needs to pull the dictionary, dictionary out. Dictionary out, yeah. Yeah, he's just trying too hard, in my opinion. I think he's like trying to make a clip or like a he's trying to make a story, and he's trying way too hard. This is getting a little desperate. Like he's not that. Like he's. I know he's got like concussions and he's got a lot of issues, but he's, you know, he's got enough people around him and stuff to where he can make an actual like an intelligent statement if he wanted to. This is true. Yeah. I feel like he knows. You think you can make an intelligent statement? I think he could. If you he, could. He would get his team together because he'd release this. Would you like trust him to write your essay a paper? Sick song. <laughs> well. Probably not. But I also think, I mean, this is not Antonio Brown. This is Antonio Brown, like, hamming it up a little bit. 
He's like, I haven't been trending in yeah. eight weeks. Yeah. It's time to get back yeah, in the he's news. To, he, that's what he's trying to do. That's why he did the, the, the dance, whatever. Yeah. Oh. The, that, the, yeah, the rolling loud. Yeah. yeah. That uh-huh. dance. He's like, he's trying to get, I don't know what his like ultimate goal is, but he's trying to get his name out there. When the Facebook Live incident doesn't make it into your top regrets, <laughs> you know you've had a heat career. <laughs> like when that doesn't make it into the opening statement. Yeah. Heat. When I threatened to retire over my helmet not yes. fitting properly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That could have been in there too. Um, things going on at Patriots camp has been the dominant story of the week. Now, obviously, Josh McDaniels cut. He's on the Raiders. And Bill, he's been in the booth. We know he cooked up the best replacement he possibly could with the play-calling competition, Joe Judge against Matt Patricia. Now, it turns out Matt Patricia has won that play-calling competition. He was looking good there on the sidelines, Phil and I caught a glimpse. Yeah, no pencil this time. No, really? Yeah, he's dropped it from the look, which is, I mean, bizarre. Um, one little hair in the soup, though. Matt, Matt Patricia last worked as an offensive assistant in 2005. Since then, he's been working on the defensive side of the mm. game. So now he's going to be calling plays offensively. Joe Judge has actually never worked on an offensive staff. So <laughs> that, these, two, these two options were just you know a little problem there. But here was the first few plays on Monday's camp session. Mark Daniels tweeted this out. So he got the first 11 plays. You want to hear what mm, happened yeah. at Pat's camp? Trent Brown false start. That was play one. False <laughs> start at camp. <laughs> Just he leaped off the page. Damian Harris stuffed at the line. That's it. That's play two. Mac Jones and Nelson Aguilar miscommunication. <laughs> That's a play. That's yeah, play. that's a play. That's a play. Okay, right. it, it's one of those like in Madden when you couldn't snap the ball, like in mm. those old Maddens. It's like the crowd's too loud. You yeah. can't snap the ball. Yeah. It's like what is this? Um, sack. That was that was play four. <laughs> then this one was described as hospital pass to Thornton. I don't know who Thornton is, but hospital passes in there. Then incomplete. I think that means where you just put the wide receiver where like the DB could have killed yeah. him. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Laid out. Uh huh. But putting it into <laughs> hospital pass to Thornton. <laughs> He could have died, and we wouldn't have known. So it, it is a hospital yeah, ball. Yeah, if you're going to throw a hospital pass to somebody, throw it to Thornton. Yeah. yeah. Don't throw it to Devontae Parker. Uh, yeah. He actually might be needed. Yeah. Uh, incomplete, then sack, then hospital ball to Aguilar. I don't know what the difference wow. is between Aguilar's hospital. pretty high profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to... Well, is he... <laughs> Is he the one who's making these like? Uh, yeah, like Mark Daniels. Are? Mark Daniels. Okay, so this is a Mark Daniels. He's that was a hospital pass. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know what the difference between hospital pass and hospital ball is, but <laughs> there's something. Then what Damian Harris shot? stuffed at the line again. Then you know it's bad when you call up the screen to Jacoby Myers for play eleven, which nice. he, and that he, one worked maybe. I, I mean, I bet it went positive. <laughs> Three yards. Yeah. So apparently things are not really looking well at all. There was a well, bunch of reports about how awful the practice looked, how di- misorganized disorganized they are nice. so i mean i think we can take away that the pats defense looks good what was that sack yeah. stuffed at the line yeah sack. two sacks linebackers <laughs> are swarming on the hospital passes like, yeah. hospital they yeah. are buzzing dude yeah. that's what happens when you have your entire staff is defensive assistants <laughs> yeah. your they, offensive coordinator is a defense guy <laughs> yeah it, like let's make them hospital look good. pass does that just mean the dbs are the linebackers are just laying out their teammates <laughs> i am is that, assuming is that what that means like they see thornton come over the middle and it's like whoever well, a patriot linebacker is yeah. like yeah. let's go and yeah. He just yeah lowers the shoulder yeah. well we didn't hear from thornton again after that <laughs> no, play anyways no. so yeah. he was in the blue tent and yeah. checked out man i mean the good news is they gave mac jones the day off at preseason today they're like good. no need you know we're good the offense looks great good, so good. yeah i i cannot wait to mash the under on the patriots mm. in a few weeks I, yeah. I i hate to skip ahead but that is something <laughs> i'm going to take a lot of pride in doing yeah. that might be my take of the year 
um big rapid fire section i got like 10 things in here so you just let me know before we hit the preview obviously roquan smith submitted his trade request to the bears on tuesday morning he said they were negotiating in bad faith and they were trying to take advantage of him um i think he came across pretty good in those notes i mean when you're asking a trade from the bears nobody's going to be like what are you doing yeah like that team knows what knows where they're going <laughs> they have no, fields no. Yeah, exactly. He knows, like, yeah, I'm going to come across well if I ask for a trade. And he did. So I actually would, I mean, I we're a Bears podcast, yeah. kind of, on the side. I would like to see him stay there. He's a great player. But, I, I mean, I think he'll stay. That would be my guess. I mean, just the Bears front office has done such a horrible job. Like, not exactly. Like, people were getting hyped. Um, I know Bears fans were getting hyped that they got Nagy and Pace out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they just hired two guys with actually the same name. Yeah, Matt and Ryan. Matt and Ryan. And uh, <laughs> horrible start. Horrible start. You know, 16 wide receivers that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But, hey, yeah. quantity over quality. <laughs> um, and then you just piss off, like, your best defensive player by lowballing the hell out of him. Um, so, yeah. it's It's an interesting strategy. I like it with the, all the wide receivers. I think they should just maybe like they can be like, "Hey, Justin, like you got really good at like running around, so we're just gonna take like we're gonna use four offensive linemen and we're gonna have like three or four receivers." Yeah. It's like Belichick, but yeah. with players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. Yeah, you know, you bring never the extra tight end in before. Let's try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how they bring the extra tight end sometimes yeah. for protection? They'll bring take the tight end out, take yeah. the right guard out. Yeah, yeah. And yes. then just run up the field. Exactly. Advantage of a scrambling quarterback. Exactly. It's like they're gonna revolutionize football. Exactly. Yeah. The four yeah. offensive linemen. It's like yeah. a permanent like eight on eight. Yeah. Yeah, I want you to run 30 yards before the DB sacks the quarterback. Can you do that? Yeah. 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 It's like Madden against a kid where they yeah. just run all the way back and then turn up the field. That's what the Bears offense is. Yes. Uh-huh. The most exciting like second and nine is coming yeah. after first and ten. Don't worry. Kyle Shanahan has beef with the NFL because they're not allowing him to wear the hats that he wants to wear. I'm not sure if you saw this, but he said, quote, I have such beef with them right now. That's an actual mm. quote from Kyle. Um, it's an issue that's going on. They won't let me pick out my own hat they won't let me wear anyone from a previous season so i can't wear an older one i've got to wear the new ones that they give this year unfortunately there's none that i like so hopefully we can figure it out or wait till salute to service i don't want to go too hard and get fined but trust me trust me i'm upset about this i like how kyle shanahan's (laughs) figuring out just now that the nfl is a business company and they're trying to make money right so if you're wearing a hat from like 2007 that no fan can buy kyle that doesn't work right we want to sell 2022 hats kyle did he drop the double trust me Yes, he did. Wonderful. That was a full quote. So I, I liked how he opened. I have such beef with them. Because <laughs> one thing about Kyle Shanahan is he wears like those trucker hats with the mesh. Like uh-huh. yeah. I picture like people going on NFL shop. Like I like that hat, and it's just completely unavailable. I mean, it's like you do have to have your own style. I agree. But at the same time, you can't be too, like, NFL billboard like Mike McCarthy wearing the Sprinkles hoodie, which was just absolutely <laughs> abominable. But Kyle Shanahan is kind of known for his hats, I feel like, a little bit, at least in my brain. I don't know if that's if I'm barking up the wrong tree here, but that, that's what I think. I mean, yeah, maybe, like, get, like, a different signature item. Like, Harbaugh had the pants, mm, you know? Something they can't something. take from you. <laughs> yeah, like, do something like that. Yeah. Like, get a special shirt. <laughs> More ownership, yeah. yeah. Uh, Von Miller took to Instagram, shared a picture of Odell in a Bills jury, jersey. He said, at OBJ, let's chase this ring, dot, 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 again. 
and OBJ was in the comments saying, quote, you being lit, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, at Von Miller, what's the locker next to you look like? Eyeball emoji, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah, I don't think you ever sent him a picture of the locker room. No, no. I don't think that stadium has nice locker room. Yeah. It's, not it's definitely not like SoFi, yeah. Sci-Fi Stadium, dude. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, I'm kind of out on this whole trend of like, if you want somebody on your team, just like, Post a photo of them on Instagram. Yeah, tag yeah. them in your story. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> how do you just text them? Like, yeah. what does putting it in public have to do with it? You know, they're trying to get the hype machine going. I guess, man. But it's like, if he was gonna sign there, he would have already signed there. Like, there's like he's got to talk to his agent, mm-hmm. the team. Hasn't he yes. been linked to other teams too, Odell? Rams, like with the Saints and yeah. stuff. And like, I know, I think Jarvis was like, yo, come. He's like, yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> and then Vaughn was like posting him on his story. He's like, yeah, that'd be dope too. Yeah. Joe Which Burrow's yeah. next. For yeah, sure. Joe Burrow's next. So I get go. it, dude. He's a people pleaser. He does like, everybody's like, here, come to my party, go do this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like how the second stage of Odell's career is like my my career, where I just get yes. bored after half a season. I'm like, okay, hey, request trade. Like, here's the three I want to go to, and then you just start crossing off all the teams one by one. Who has the best jerseys? Who's hype right now? That's what I'm in with. with who's Odell. like being lit? Yeah, who's <laughs> being lit? Being Eyeball lit. emoji. That or, literally sounds like something. You know how they have the 2K phone? Which like yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's literally straight out of that phone. You're being lit. Yeah, yeah. You select Vaughn Miller as like your player, and then it's like, hey, you got a text from Odell. Like, check it out. Come check it out. It's in your inbox in your phone. Yeah. A button. A button. Then it comes up with his like ESPN.com picture. Yeah. It's like his contact image in 2K. That is what it looks like. Wow. Um, Mackay Becton was hurt at practice on Monday and then Robert Sala came out after the practice and he said quote doesn't seem like a big deal and then on Tuesday morning he's out for the entire season because he fractured his, his kneecap, kneecap. <laughs> which I didn't even know I know it was possible but I haven't seen that Ever. and I was yeah, how, how, like how what how do you do that <laughs> like how do you fracture yeah. your kneecap like, at a practice like a hammer on the knee yeah, I haven't seen that like ever like a Kendrick Nunn <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. you get in the car to drive over your leg <laughs> That's the only way I feel like that could happen. Uh, yeah. But this is, I was in on the Jets and then I saw this cool. and it's like perfect Jets. The coach says it's fine. Injury I've never heard of out <laughs> for the season. So now I'm back out on the Jets is my plan. But I'm just happy you're in at some point. I was That's in. good to know. I always, I always think it's funny when like it's a really serious injury. <laughs> like they said, like major knee injury. And then it's like, but Becton's going to get a second opinion. As if it's going to be like, yo, you tore your ACL, but like we're hoping it might be like two weeks. Like yeah. just a little tear. Just a bruise. Just a bruise. What if it's a bone bruise? <laughs> yeah. The bone sw- bruise versus torn, torn ACL or kneecap. <laughs> It's like the swelling just has to go down before we can yeah, get a better just read. Just ice it. Yeah. yeah, ice. That's the key. Uh, that was just two jets. I, I'm out. I'm unfortunately out. Uh, Taysom Hill will be playing tight end this year for the Saints, in case you were wondering. And he said, wondering. quote, this isn't necessarily what I want, but it's best for the team, and I'm good with that. I like I like how he says, this isn't what I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> Taysom, that part out. Taysom wants to take the reins. Yeah. He wants to be QB. He's like ready yeah. to go under center next to Jameis. Maybe the Bears are changing their offense. How about they try the two QB system with the Saints? Mm. I like that. That'd Who's be getting good. the ball? 
Yeah. Man, the $100 million tight end. They could just both line them up back there and then snap the ball. to which, You never know which one Like two going centers? Yeah. Like, no, you have no, one no, center no. and then you have the two. It's like they're just like beside each other. Uh-huh. And he'll snap the ball to one or snap the ball or to the other. Or he just does the Kirk Cousins yeah. and he lines up behind the guard. <laughs> yeah. It's like we might switch. Yeah, it's yeah. a little decoy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. Geno Smith is the QB1 this weekend for the Seahawks. He landed mm-hmm. on the depth chart. I mean, you haven't won the bet yet. So okay. don't okay. celebrate too good, much. Though. Yeah. It is looking, looking good. good. Is it? I think this is my favorite quarterback competition ever. I don't know what it is, but it's just electric to get the updates. And then Pete Carroll was taken off down the field in the Monarchs on the video. Mm-hmm. If you didn't see that, it was kind of going a little too viral. That reaches the point where it's like cringe. It's like, yeah. okay, like stop. Cringe. They're like, I, do the gritty next. Pete, <laughs> do you know what the new AB dance is? Did you give it a try? But you're still Team Gino. This is uh, the first of potentially many victories for you this season. Yeah. I mean, I saw it all the way, so I'm not too surprised. Oh, nice. Nice to, yeah, nice to see it come to fruition. Feels good, I bet. De- Detroit Lions camp, it opened on July 27th, <laughs> and go. by August 8th, four players had retired. Dan, Dan Campbell <laughs> said he never could have guessed something like this would happen, but went on to say, quote, the NFL is not for everybody. And then he said that he <laughs> believes the retirements have nothing to do with the Lions specifically. They're, oh. just, they're just unmotivated players. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lions were also on hard knocks, but in Canada, you don't get that till like a month after it's out, pretty much. Mm. So, I we'll, thought you said it dropped. Yeah. Did it drop? No, I think it drops tomorrow. Mm. so you also don't know where to watch it hbo it's a hbo program not on hbo so ah. yeah thanks but detroit lions camp is uh taking off with retirements are they gonna get five six you're gonna rack up record stats maybe well he's just you know weeding out the players that he knows aren't built for lions football and yeah the deadwood out right <laughs> and i like how he referred to those guys i'm sure those if they're retiring i'm sure they have played right? in the nfl <laughs> and i love how he's saying like some people aren't built for it yeah. as if they like got undrafted or something man like didn't make <laughs> yeah. the cut like didn't yeah. make yeah. the team football's like, not for everyone yeah football's yeah. not for everyone hey here's my 10-year career actually where <laughs> i have played so but yeah let's go dan just roast him i like how things happen in nfl camp that like like this is a good example where you would just have no idea that it's going on and they just slide it under the radar like <laughs> yeah. you'd never know you really have to do deep research to figure these things out but train camp's the best it is it is, it is the, best. the best in season too much coverage here not enough you know who he's gonna get stuck with though who is he's gonna get stuck with all the guys who like were never really good enough to be like really good football players they just had to like work really hard yeah he's gonna get a mm. bunch of like guys they run like five like five five like five oh forties they like are really strong like can do really hard like do yeah. a lot of reps on the bench and they have like no skill they stay all. after class yeah they yeah. stay after class like no hands like the guys who like drink paint to put yeah, on yeah. weight like they can't cut at all really yeah but they're like work really hard a lot of eye yeah. black amongst yeah. that they're that's like, like taking notes yeah. in like, all the lessons yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. try hard and like the junior high like basketball yeah. team he's uh-huh. like buying coach coffee like yeah. half an hour yeah. before yeah. practice yeah. Like, no deodorant yeah. no, at all in no that deodorant hasn't heard of it yet no so yeah Man, that's going to be the Lions, which I can't say I hate the strategy. No, yeah. uh, our old friend Ben McAdoo stepped up to the mic again this week. Remember earlier this summer when he uh, declared, yeah, declared released, yeah, early release that Sam Darnold was the starting quarterback, and then 10 minutes later was like, I actually shouldn't have said that, so I take mm. it back. Well, this time they tried to get him again. They tried to pry the media who's going to start, and he said, quote, I left my crystal ball in my other pants. That was so, a nice. Bar. That bar. Was, uh, Good he start took that one ben. up like two yeah. days after the <laughs> yeah. bad yeah. conference. Yeah. 
yes. one. He's like, when they ask me again, I'm going to drop this yeah, one again. Yeah. And then he said that he also believed the team chemistry would be okay no matter what happens in the quarterback competition. Quote, as long as we don't resort to cannibalism, I think we have a chance to get out of this pretty good. That's what he said. So Cannibalism is a bad option. Yeah, it is. Totally. <laughs> Sam Darnold honestly just seems like the guy where... Like, like a cannibal? Baker come- no, no, no. I'm going a different direction. <laughs> where, where Baker's like... I want the number one job. And Sam's like, sure, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. No problem. Oh, yeah. We're good. Like, I'll you. just be back up. All you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. First reps, you want it? All good. Yeah. yeah. I'll take second team. Matt yeah. Corral, you, you want second <laughs> rep? Oh, sure, man. I'll be third. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. You went four for four in the yeah. nets? Oh, yeah. Good for be you. Be my guest. You yeah. nice. deserve it. That's yeah. your ball. Yeah. 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 You know what? I could probably use the second team anyway. Like, yeah. 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 I need to work, work my, my way up a little. Yeah. Gain some confidence. Oh, man. I love how McAdoo says he doesn't have the crystal ball, or he left the crystal ball in his other pants like he has nothing to do with it. Like, it's just like, who knows? Like, it's yeah. like he's the one making the decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah. He just does the Madden Y button auto-organized depth chart. Yes. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Yes. Um, Ron Rivera fired the defensive line coach due to differences in philosophy. Kind of a wild move to file some, fire someone a week and a half into training camp, but mm. uh, said that he didn't like what he was seeing, and he just had to get rid of him. And then the new guy came in and he looks like they just like found the strongest guy at the Y and like brought him in to be the new D line coach, which is, I can't hate the move, but the commanders, I'm happy with my under. I would just like to reiterate. Really? I kind of like this move. Cause <laughs> talk me through it. Yeah. I mean, you'd rather uh, kick someone out for not matching your philosophy now, as opposed to like when you're own four. So like, I'm, I'm happy he's being proactive. I like my over here. Let's go. Yeah. That was a good spin zone. Took it hard. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. He's being proactive. I guess so. Honestly, I think taking the strongest guy at the Y is like usually, that's like a good strategy. Yeah. Like in my experience, the like the big jack guys, like <laughs> at least when it comes to like playing sports like basketball and stuff, they're always the ones that are like willing to give advice. Mm. And usually they have played some sort of sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call them up at 3 a.m. Can <laughs> yeah. I get a workout? And they're like, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And they're like always willing to, they're like, yeah, I played like, didn't really play a lot, but like I played D three like yeah. D tackle like back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, yeah. I didn't they play a lot, but I spent a lot of time in the gym. Spent a lot of time in the gym, and so that's kind of what I do now. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm getting into powerlifting. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, okay, so like I'm we're gonna play this game or like what's yeah. <laughs> this the guy's like when lebron yeah. comes back from summer and he's like well i didn't go into the gym because i or like i didn't like pick up a ball because i just wanted to lift like that's what lebron does now because yeah. it's yeah. like how much better could i actually be exactly. like my strength will come from getting in the gym mm-hmm. those guys they think the same way they're like oh, yeah. oh like i'm good on the field like my yes. results will get better by me actually like attacking the gym <laughs> yeah. more when it's like that's no right. you should put on the pads on like <laughs> july 1st yeah. and get to work so Long-time New England Patriots running back James White announced his retirement this morning. Oh, no. I know. No. I knew Adam would be devastated by this news. We're all going to miss him in fantasy. The 40% owned, but he's plus 4% in the last week, so you got to get it while the stock's hot. As much as you hate on him in fantasy, like when your flexes are on buy, he's always... He's always a good option. Wait, was he playing for the Patriots? <laughs> I think he was, but... Wow. Uh, like he's he, always someone you can start and be like, you know, I have potential of like six points. Yeah. Like, at least I have a shot. I got a floor. Yeah. Because he was always going to be out there no matter what, except yeah. for the Burkhead years. Yeah, he'll get he'll get some third downs. Like yeah. He'll get some touches. He uh, His crowning achievement is the 2017 Super Bowl. He had 140 yards and three touchdowns, including the game winner. I think he had a two-point conversion, too, in that game, if I'm remembering yeah, correctly. Because that was the time that they did like the high snap, Brady fake like it went over his head and then oh, he like did a rec snap. I, that was the first time i ever seen sick. that that was sick so shout out james white we're on to the jags and the titans starting the afc south in uh which one do you want to do first because this is a real 
gruesome watch. The Jags. Yeah. You want to hit the Jags? Yeah. Yes. I'll give you a little inside baseball about how I how I do these previews. I, I read the Warren Sharp chapter in the book. That's the first step. Then I go on twenty twenty one wikipedia you know how they do those 2021 yeah. jacksonville jaguars yes. i read that to remember what happened and then i go to bet 365 and i get the odds that's how i do this <laughs> so there's a section in the wikipedia that always says season recap and that's what i like to read the jaguar season recap has no mention of anything that actually happened on the field so <laughs> i would actually like to read you what happened in the season recap for the jags just verbatim from wikipedia Team was criticized by the media for following repeated scandals involving the team. Urban Meyer was the most caught up in multiple scandals. In February, former Iowa strength coach Chris Doyle, who left that job due to allegations of racism and bullying, was hired as the Jaguars' strength coach before fan backlash led him to resign a day later. In addition, the signing of former Florida quarterback Tim Tebow as a tight end was criticized as a publicity grab, especially as he had not played a down of football since the 2014 preseason and was eventually cut after the first preseason game. On July 1st, the Jaguars were fined $200,000 and Meyer was fined $1,000 for early hitting in OTAs. So that was the start to the season. Then in October, a video surfaced appearing to show Meyer inappropriately touching a woman who was not his wife while he was at his Columbus area restaurant, Urban Meyer's Pint House, following a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. Meyer was also criticized for benching running back James Robinson during losses to the Seahawks and Rams. During the loss to the Rams, Meyer claimed that Robinson's benching was injury related and quarterback Trevor Lawrence had to request that he come back in revealing that it was not injury-related. <laughs> Meyer also called his assistant coaches losers and that he was a, quote, winner and challenged them to defend their resumes one by one. On December 15th, former Jags kicker Josh Lambeau alleged that Meyer kicked him in the leg during a practice the week before the Jags' final preseason game, yelling, uh, hey, dipshit, make your kicks. <laughs> After Lambeau told him to never kick him again, he responded, I'm the head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever I want to kick you. Let's go ball coach. <laughs> Meyer was fired on December 16, 2021, finishing his tenure with the Jaguars at a 2-11 and record. They also didn't mention the time that he said, who's this 99 guy on the Rams? Yeah. There was like eight things they missed, but no mention of games in that entire season recap. So it's hard to imagine them getting worse than that. But Urban that explains Meyer, why there wasn't much talk about on-field stuff. Yeah, exactly. There was a little too much to cover. They weren't going to make it too long. But that's the 2021 recap for the Jags, in case you were wondering. They were 3-14. and They had the worst record in the NFL. And uh, now they have, don't have Urban Meyer. They have Doug Peterson. So I wouldn't say it's a perfect fit. I'm not really a Doug Peterson guy. It's better. But it's better. And that's where it starts. Yes. And now, having said all that, Trevor Lawrence, when he came in on this first show ever, was after the draft that night. And we were all saying, first can't miss quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Generational. Generational. Three wins and led the league in interceptions. You think there's been some irreversible damage there? Or do you think Doug Peterson can pick this back up, get this back on track? Whoa. Triple stutter. I was going to say, I think you can get it back on track. I mean, you did a good job with uh, Carson Wentz. and uh, When you put it like that, that's, that's impressive. That is yeah. impressive because Carson Wentz is a horrible quarterback. So he mm. did a good job with him. He did a good job with Nick Foles. Decent job with, uh, somebody other, with uh, I guess, like... Um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts as well. So, like, he's got a good track record. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, threw a lot of picks. But, like, the skills are still there. Like, he can still... He's still got a really good arm. He's still mobile. But, uh, yeah, he just threw a lot of picks. I think part of that was uh, it's just, I think, an adjustment. Like, everybody says Peyton always like points to Peyton Manning. He threw a lot of picks. Yeah. So, 
I think he'll overcome it. Yeah, and I agree with Owen. And I think a like more recent example would be Josh Allen, who did really bad in his rookie season, mm-hmm. was in a great situation, threw more picks than touchdowns. So, um, you know, one year doesn't tell you a lot. I mean, I don't know a lot about Trevor Lawrence, and I guess none of us really paid attention to the on-field stuff, but I'm sure he'll be okay. In our defense, there's a little too much to keep track of yeah. to take care of the on-field <laughs> performance issues. Huge year two, though, right? Because I think like we really see where a quarterback is around years two and three. So I know he might not have the most talented roster, even though they did spend $230 million on day one. Yes, of free agency. they did. We'll get to that. And, you know, did they get, did they get you know... Premium options. Premium <laughs> options, no. They got... Yeah. They just spent a quarter of a Yeah, bill. did they get Ferraris and Lambos? No. But they got they some got Accords some, and some Civics. Exactly. Yeah. Some Accords and some Civics. Point which, A to point B. That's all you need. Exactly. Exactly. So they'll run you the route. They will. They will. Uh, you mentioned that. They spent $117 million in total for this, this receiver group right here. Christian Kirk... Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, Evan Engram, 117 million. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not really like the best financial strategy, but it was a strategy and now they've got some names. I don't like Christian Kirk is fine. Who's receiver 1? Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk. Christian Kirk for sure. He's getting, if he's getting paid 100 million. Has whatever, he ever been like hasn't he been a third receiver his whole life? Maybe yeah, but, second yeah. for like Semantics. a snap. They yeah. got Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they're fine. Good yeah, exactly. And then if they're not investing financial capital, they took a first round pick with Travis Etienne. He didn't play last year. They still got James Robinson, but Travis Etienne's going to come in and take that job. They also paid fifty million on the offensive line for Brandon Scherf. Oh, um, the offensive good. line is still kind of expected to be bad, but he's there. <laughs> Defensively, they they spent the first pick on Trayvon Walker. He had nine and a half career sacks in college, but I'm not going to put it in the judgment zone just yet because they clearly saw something that nobody else did. They also traded back to take uh, Devin Lloyd in the first round from Utah. He's a linebacker. And they were also spending on defense in case yeah. you missed it. They uh, got full... I don't know how to say these names. I'm going to airball two of them. Foye Oluwakun. 40, I don't know. I haven't heard that guy. 45 mil, though. So oh, be wow. ready for that. Darius Williams, 39 mil. And I'm not even going to try the defensive lineman fully, 30 mil. So if you were wondering about... Because it seems like the Jags do this often. If you were wondering, you know, free agent spenders. Seems like it. Last 10 years, $1.64 billion spent in free agency from the Jags. That's wow. the financial total. This offseason, they spent 270 The next highest was $90 million back. So they really like to spend, these guys. I think my yeah. favorite Jaguars moment of last year was scott hansen going crazy about josh allen sacking josh oh allen. my goodness he was oh, just it wasn't just scott dude it was everybody <laughs> twitter yeah. bleach yeah. report oh, espn do you know there's two josh allen yeah. were there some and fire emojis there first time they've ever tweets? sacked yeah the crying laughing is the funniest yeah. thing ever yeah uh, <laughs> man josh allen's still on there now he's got trayvon walker to they go have shaquille him. griffin darius williams <laughs> is is pretty good he was pretty good on the rams actually as like uh the second cornerback so um, yeah see this is what i'm saying you know sometimes he'd even draw the number one wide receiver so. <laughs> yeah, sometimes but, but he's gonna get a lot of targets going against uh ramsey so i almost like the defense more than the offense well it's not supposed to be very good it was terrible last year they're bringing in five new starters i mean you, like literally go up and down they're either on a rookie contract or they're overpaid if you're starting that's how the <laughs> yeah. entire roster is structured so um the schedule's about mid-pack they got the 12th easiest one this division because it's their first time doing it they play the nfc east so there's some softies in there and the afc west no softies in there but uh, their extras are baltimore the jets and the lions 
there's some winnable ones in there for the Jags. They open up with the Commanders at FedEx Field, so get excited <laughs> for that excited. because first time opening up the gates to FedEx in about <laughs> seven months, and something is bound to happen. Yeah. Last year it was the sewage burst <laughs> onto the fans. That was insane. This year we'll see what it is, and the, it is fitting that it's railing. a Jags the Commanders so game. Fun. The scissors, the broken benches, it, it has it all. <laughs> they do have their usual London game, which is the tradition, the London Jags. They're back. Thursday night game against the Jets on December 22 is their only prime time, which if you're prime time on December 22, I'm not yeah. watching. Yeah. That's that's a Christmas day. You're, you're missing that one. So there's, it's like they're not on prime time at all. Um, they were pretty injured last year. They had the worst turnover margin. So those usually always end up swinging back. I just figured it was worth a mention. Um, over under is six and a half. Wow. Whoa. Holy cow. Wow. Most people like the under. <laughs> so they're plus 450 to make the playoffs. I, if you're taking them to go over, you're really just saying like Trevor Lawrence is, is like Andrew Luck. Yeah. And like, I mean, having a coach now that we know is like mentally stable yes. is a big upgrade. It is. Because like three they, wins with get like, worse. yeah, three wins with like no coach pretty much. That's pretty good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Daryl Bevel at the end. Yeah. Couldn't be worse than that. So six and a half. That's the number. Plus four fifty to make the playoffs. Seven to one to win this division. That's the third best odds. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> ten to one most interceptions thrown. People mm. like him to run it back, maybe. Trayvon Walker seven to one defensive rookie of the year. Anything? Nothing. Yeah, I don't have an opinion there. I think either. Jameis is coming back to get the interception record back in blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna prove everybody wrong. Yeah. I'm coming back to get it. Yeah. I bet he has good numbers too, like yeah. fifteen to one or something. You yeah, he'll throw a lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's scared to go on six and a half. I feel. Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, I'm just gonna have some fun. I'll take the over. Respect. Oh, yeah. Respect, the Phil respect. Jags, the customary. Someone's gonna take the over. Every yeah, year. yeah. And, and I mean, close. I was really hoping it would not be six and a half because I kind of did want to take the over. And uh, this is a pretty soft division, but um, I don't really have much to defend myself here. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, everyone hyped him up in uh, college and said he was like once in a lifetime. So let's just hope it happens. And Travis Etienne, he's coming back. He was sick, apparently. Yeah. MVP. Teammates in college, actually. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. He was Fire. sick. Yeah. They were Fire both emoji. Sick. Fire emoji. Icy emoji. I, the eye emoji. Yeah. The devil I. emoji. Uh-huh. They still have Chenault. He was a decent receiver. <laughs> still have Chenault. <laughs> Chenault was so bad, dude. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know what else bro. to say. Yeah. Josh Lambeau, I think he's... The, I don't know if he's no, kicker he's or punter. He's oh, gone. he's gone? Okay, yeah. never mind. Santoso. Yeah. I ah, don't know him. Yeah, neither Fine, do I. Santoso. I'm going to have to get familiar. I'm taking the over. People know I'm, I'm obsessed with the Jags. I don't know what it is. They just tantalize me. I think I bet them the first like seven weeks last year, and uh, I never won once, but you know what? I'm back. I'm in on the Jags. Uh, I got I to be right at some point. If I just keep taking the over, eventually the worm will turn. So I'm going with the over. But I, I'm just putting blind faith in Trevor Lawrence and that they can't get worse than they were. That's it. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take the under. Uh, I'm pretty conf- good take. Com- confident <laughs> under here. That's solid. Like, you don't, this, yeah, you don't need much support here. Yeah, we get there's it. not much to say. Like, they're, they're not much better than they were last year. Uh, I don't like their roster either. Yeah, you're not really, help, you're not really helping Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, I guess the big plus is you have Christian Kirk now and a better coach. Is so. that the big plus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was ready to take the over. I thought you were going to say like three and a half, four and a half. I was like three so and ready to take it. Um, and uh, when I heard six and a half, yeah, that's way too high to me. I don't know. I don't know how they win seven games this year. Um, not much to say here. I just think uh, Trevor Lawrence can be really good, but these wide receivers are not number one wide receivers. So 
Um, O-line's bad. He's going to be running for his life the entire games. Um, so, no way. Yeah, I'm going under. And then if that happens, if it does go under, which we're kind of expecting, then I think that would be a pretty tough-looking outcome for the Jags. All of a sudden, they're back where they kind of were, quarterback Man. in limbo. Could be a little Sam Darnold quarterback situation with the Jets, oh, where, like, you know, had some promise, and then a couple down years, and then irreversible damage. So I'm hoping that they turn it around. Trevor Lawrence. I is hope like, so. It would be exciting. It would be sick. Yeah. When the Jags are good, the NFL's sick. Yeah. yeah. When the pool's lit. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's when it really like back gets in cooking. like 2018 when they were Saxonville. That was sick. Duval, yeah, remember that Tom Let's Coughlin that in the booth oh, up there yeah. in his jacket, man. <laughs> jacket in Jacksonville, Florida was a yes. keen take, but he's Tom Coughlin. Uh, Tennessee Titans were doing them today as well. If you remember, if I just said to you last year, the Titans are going to be the first seed in the AFC. They're going to start eight and two. They're going to lose Derrick Henry. They're going to finish twelve and five. They're going to have a bye. They're going to be the only team with a bye. You would have said you're crazy. There's no way. Yeah. And then here we are a year later, and we feel pretty much the same way we did before. <laughs> There's a lot of negativity surrounding the Jags this year. Even dating back to January, I remember Owen on this show said the Jet the sorry, not the Jags. The Titans are the worst number one seed ever. In history. Yeah. I remember you saying that. And I agreed. And he was vindicated. Adam, <laughs> you were vindicated as well. They sacked Joe Burrow nine times and lost the game at home. That, that, when you phrase it like that, <laughs> that's incredible. And the reason why I think people are sour is, I mean, it was just such an ugly way to end the season. Ryan Tannehill had three really bad interceptions in that game, particularly the one that gave the game away. And they traded A.J. Brown. And there's a lot of negativity surrounding them. If you like them, and I've been on this show Every time we've made a pick now, I've been saying, like, if your team consistently does well, I'd like you to hit that number that you're at. I say it every year with Pittsburgh, Green Bay, whoever is consistently there. Mike Rabel, 2019 AFC Championship game, 11-5 in 2020, first seed last year. But still, I feel a little compelled to take the under already because I just it's a 34-year-old Ryan Tannehill. So I wonder if you guys feel any better about this than I do. We could talk a little bit specifically about things later, but Titans arrow up arrow down I'm how do you a, feel i mean i'm a big titans hater as i think is kind of known on the show let's go if you know me you know <laughs> yeah if you know me you know i don't like the titans um i'm not gonna say anything about if they're fun to watch but um and i'm looking at their depth chart and these receivers are looking tough so. they are very tough yeah i'm not feeling good not feeling good at all i'm not feeling good either because another year of Tannehill, another year of derrick henry like i've been saying on the pod <laughs> Whoa. Like, <laughs> he said, another, like, sorry sorry like another like another season for derrick henry where they're just gonna like run him into the ground okay is what yeah i'm saying because he's he's had such a huge workload like he's, he's the one guy i'll admit is good him and taylor he Wan. is good you, but like i've said it's yeah. just that's i'm waiting for that one year where he's just gonna like fall <laughs> off a cliff and he's not gonna be able to carry the load anymore because they've like literally been using him like crazy for the last three years but you know he might have another good year i don't know but yeah like Tannehill, like he seems like he's been pretty pissed off like he's like yeah, I'm not going to, like, help Malik Willis. Like, he can yeah, figure it out on his own. A.J. Brown left there, like, hating the Titans. Like, it just doesn't seem like it's great to be a Titan right now. So, arrows down. Not feeling it. You got anything? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've been a pretty vocal Tannehill supporter, but I think in the last maybe two to three years, he's uh, been on a pretty <laughs> steep decline. So, I don't really see bright future for him as their quarterback especially as he's 34 now and they drafted his replacement so that's always tough when you get your replacement drafted and you're just 
there. And they're like, no, yeah. no, no, like, hey, don't worry. You yeah, still, you can still got a couple years yeah. before you're on like the Texans. Don't worry. Yeah. So I'm worried about that. Derrick Henry. I mean, if he's healthy, he's dominant. But uh, the health maybe is a bit of more of a concern now. And then, yeah, the rest of the team's not good. It's looking sad. It is yeah. looking. This sad. is a sad pod right now. It is. It's on getting... the bright side, they're beating the Ravens right now. Really, ten seven in they the second quarter. The field goal. They just kicked the field they goal. They just went like ahead. And Malik Willis, I'm watching this live, threw an absolute bomb. <laughs> no, no way. So he's looking good. So the vibes are high again. <laughs> yeah, I started warming up, and he was looking like really good. Like he really? has a nice deep ball. Warming up. So Ryan Tannehill might just be finished. Was he warming up into the net like Matt Coral, Corral? What were you saying? No, he was just he was tossing. He was doing like a long toss. What, well, you just made a shocked face. What did you see? Oh, I just was gonna say. Tra- people say Traylon Burks is like the second coming of AJ Brown. They do. They do. do. They? And, and that's, that's what I was gonna say. Let's I, go. And that is the big thing that happened to their roster. AJ Brown out for the 16th pick, which they used on Traylon Burks. Who's better? Yeah, and, I yeah. mean they wouldn't have traded yeah. AJ Brown if they didn't know this guy was gonna be AJ. I don't Brown know. Yet. My take here is that when you look at the depth chart and he's listed behind Robert Woods, that doesn't get me really hyped. Yeah, but maybe that's just like a maybe <laughs> they're just trying technicality. To, maybe they're just trying to keep him humble or something. So well, it depends. Maybe they're doing it in like ranking like who can block better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it might uh-huh. be yeah. seniority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robert Woods would be number one for that. He replaces Julio Jones, who was very underwhelming there. But beyond that, uh, Westbrook Akeen has yeah. a huge, <laughs> huge role in this offense, which is a little bit scary. Somebody named Kay Phillips is their fourth receiver. If I told you Westbrook Akeen... Akeen. <laughs> That's been in the league for three years. You'd probably say I was lying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would expect Rick, rookie from FAU or three something. Years, yeah, dude. three years. Derrick Henry again, twenty-eight, and he's also coming off a foot fracture. Which, when you're running back and you fracture your foot, I think that's that's kind, another one. How does that happen? I think that's just kind of a problem. That's think, kind of just like too much load going down on that foot. Yeah. Oh, years worth. We know where yeah. the loads came from. Um, I think we're finally starting to see some cracks in the dam, at least because he was just indestructible for a couple years there offensive line was bad last year and they didn't really do much i mean taylor Juan and the sarms and the tears i mean it's great for show but mm-hmm. he, the production's been a little bit limited malik willis maybe he do you think we see him at any point this year oh yeah for sure you think so for sure i think like vrabel gets pissed and he's like let's do malik willis this week wow like they're on a three-game losing streak and they're like we're gonna do malik willis this week Thanks. i don't think we see him yet but i think i think we'll see him I like I love confident Alex. Yeah. I, one thing about Alex is he loves rookies. He's always trying to say I, I, I love rookies too. And it Fs me out most of the time, but I love rookies. <laughs> Defensively, like Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry both good seasons, but they got to keep going, hit the next level. Rest of the front seven's pretty average. Secondary, it has a chance to be in the top half of the league for sure. Caleb Farley was pretty good. Roger McCready was their first pick in the draft or second pick in the draft, 35th. Byard's like a top. Yes, safety. he is exactly. So they still have some room to grow there but the secondary is pretty good and the biggest strength again is mike vrabel for sure in games with over seven days rest they're eight no in his time there so he is an absolute machine the guy pumps out winning seasons sets a great culture standard maybe not the best x's and o's or time management or like the you know the technical stuff yeah. but as far as a group leader he's very up there i think that's what dan campbell's working towards yeah. <laughs> dan campbell is mike vrabel light is what he, yes. he needs yeah. to work on hitting the honestly full. probably my mike vrabel heavy <laughs> <laughs> All things considered. Well done. <laughs> Schedule leans towards being a little bit harder, but it's kind of league average. Again, NFC West, AFC East. Uh, really, the advantage is two games against the Jags and two against the Texans. Can so. I say a note on punting? Yeah, go right ahead. I Let's think go. they have 
Do you know anything about Brett Kern, Adam? <laughs> I've heard the name. That is a wild sentence. But no. Because I remember there was a game last year where they had their punter was hurt. And so they were literally running. They ran like this guy they picked up out of nowhere. And every punt was like a 15-yard out-of-bounds punt. <laughs> <laughs> and they lost the game like really bad. I will say it's uh, it's not a good thing when you're 36 and I haven't heard your name before. Because oh, I actually listened to is the he name. F- like the really... Oh no, their kicker's the fat one. Yeah, he is the oh, fat Bullock. kicker. Yeah, yeah we all Randy know Bullock. Bullock. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's my boy. <laughs> but no, no, no. I, they had some punting issues, so I just wanted to make sure that was we noted that. Thank you for covering record. that. Yeah. yeah, I think we. Uh, how many times have we talked about punting on these? Like three <laughs> out of twenty or something. It's pretty good. Um, they play week one against the Giants, so that's probably a win. But week two is the uh, oh. first half of the Monday night doubleheader against the Bills. Uh-huh. So Giants <laughs> are winning their game right now too. Oh, so. thanks. Preseason. Yeah. Let's let's cover that. Um, the Titans. Have Four primetime games, if you were wondering. Over under. Oh, is... we're about to see the. Hold on. The Tennessee punter is about to plant. Oh, anybody oh, okay, okay. Can we get the ESPN game cast the... and let's see, the, the, okay, let's see the little field so we can see the oh, ball Oh, it's move. a backup punter, Jay Stout. Oh, Jay Stout's getting some. Oh, rounds. no. Hold on. Wait, what? No, it was on the Baltimore. Depth, sorry. sorry. ESPN, they yeah, flipped yeah. it in. Oh. Flipped the, it was fourth down for the Ravens and then they flipped the ball after. So oh. now they're starting. Oh. False alarm. Because they changed possessions on punts. Yeah, but uh, it was a really it looked like a quite a poor punt. Mm-hmm. Well, if we 31 yards the, out of bounds if, by Jordan Stout. So if any, when we get to the Ravens, remember that name. If, if we talk about the Titans for five more minutes, we can see their punt. So yeah. let's stay around. Um, except Malik Willis looked good in warmups. They might not punt. So we don't know what's going to happen. Over-under is nine and a half. People like the under. It's minus 140. They're the second favorite to win this division, but it's kind of a toss-up. They're plus 150. So they're minus 110 to make the playoffs. So that's a total toss-up if you're minus 110 to make the playoffs. Again, nine and a half. That's the number. Yeah, I like the under. Um, Hand up. I'm taking the under here. I don't like them in this division. I think they're a bottom half team in this division. Really? Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I know who they're going to be down there with. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But um, I'll take the under happily. uh, I just don't like the Titans. I don't think they're good. You know, there's something simple about that. Like, you're a hater, and there's just And their no jerseys changing. are just, like, their jerseys. Their jerseys are great. Oh, I, I disagree. Them. I don't like the baby so. blue. Nah. It's a little Titans, too much color. The yeah. Tennessee Titans. It's, like, a weird color, weird... Oh, it's just... Called. Sometimes, can I just say that yeah. they just feel like they're not part of the NFL? <laughs> I swear. Like, I swear. Like, the Jags feel more part of the NFL no, than the Titans. It's, uh, it's a Dave Damashek old saying that they don't actually exist. They're just there to see if you're paying attention. This so whole division, dude. Well, this... they're like an expansion franchise every time. It's like, oh, the Titans. Every, every time. <laughs> every this time. whole division just feels like. It's like an outsider's division. It's like aliens, this it, whole division. It is. Yeah. It's like because the Texans teams. are new, the Titans are new, the Jags are new. Yeah. It is a little weird. The only one with seniority is the Colts, and even they were in Baltimore, so yeah, I kind of agree. It's like the NFL, like it's like lunch tables in the <laughs> yeah. NFL, and this one is like the weirdos at yeah, the lunch it's table. It's the weirdos <laughs> over there. Um, I will say I follow this Instagram account at all sports culture. They're pretty good. They do like, you know, like topical stuff. And they said that the Titans logo was like the second best logo in sports. Whoa. I was, Whoa. I was like, I'm giving it like a bottom five. Oh. It's a T with a, a T and a sword. Which I mean, I what get. What's the fire for, though? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, the fire's a little weird because <laughs> Titans weren't big on fire, I yeah. don't think, back in the day. It looks like a logo from like the Cartoon Network, yeah. like Nickelodeon. It looks like a Madden expansion franchise logo that you can just have yeah. for free. Um, I'm also going to take the under. I'm just all the way out. I don't like this roster construction. I really like Mike Rabel, so I think they will be like 7 and 10, 8 and 9. I don't think they're going to be a disaster. 
but uh, I don't see the roadmap to them being nearly as good as they've been the last couple of years. Like their team was Derrick Henry, and all of a sudden, I mean, the clock might have. It's not midnight, but it's like eleven forty-five. So I'm not yeah. feeling too good. Yeah, a nine and a half. You said. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the under under there as well. Um, you know, Colts Colts are probably better than they were last year. They are. Um. Yeah. You know, another year at Davis Mills, he could steal a game. Man, the Texans <laughs> were stealing games last year, so I expect him to steal more games this year. I expect um, him to steal and then nine. they have like a hard like this stretch, <laughs> this stretch of the Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, and Bengals that play them all in November. They that's might when go it gets serious. Four. Yeah. They might go zero and four in that, and that's when you need to actually never mind taking care of business. Yeah. That's when it gets yeah, real. Well, that's yeah. when you got to be taking care of business because like usually some teams can get off to slow starts. You know, that's first eight week games and stuff. Like eight games in of Derrick Henry too. That's his ninth, Ex- tenth game. And imagine he's not like you know he's already injured foot stuff. Yeah, and then he's out. So uh, just yeah, I'm taking the under there. Just I think just the Derrick Henry stuff. As much as I love to see him just be like AP and just go for like ten more years, I just it's insane the load that this guy's carrying. So he's the comeback player of the year favorite. He's three to one, which is pretty low odds. Um, he's he's got high odds in everything. Like most TDs, he's second. Most rush yards, he's second. Offensive player of the year, he's third. So if you'd like him to bounce back, you probably get him in fantasy at like four or five, and then you take all those, and you might have a good season. But I I don't know. What do you like? Uh, yeah, I like the over here. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. I like Derrick Henry. If I get the chance to take him in fantasy this year, I, I will be absolutely doing that again. Um, like, to me, fractured foot isn't like... An injury that you get from well, I look. I'm not a doctor. Let's go. I don't know a lot about injuries. <laughs> get in front of that. Yeah. But to me, it sounds like <laughs> like when I think of like a stress injury, like a wear and tear injury, I'm thinking of like a strained something or like a pulled something or other or like a ACL. I don't think ACL is wear wear and tear. It might not be wear and tear, but it's more it has to do with like the actual movement. Like a fractured foot has less to do with the motion of like running to me. Okay. More less to do with like what it actually does on the field compared mm. to other injuries. So I think, look, I think he'll be okay. He has, doesn't have an extensive injury history. And the team, to me, outside of a few losses on offense, like namely uh, A.J. Brown. AJ Brown, like the team to me seems pretty similar to the team they had last year. And I don't see the other teams in the division uh, as having improved sufficiently to like beat the Titans. The Titans were a one seed last year. I don't see them being a one seed this year, but I do see them winning enough games to be competitive in their division, if not winning. Where it is the roadmap to the over is this division is kind of soft. Like you would think the Jags Texans are going at least three and one or four and zero there, uh-huh. and maybe they split with the Colts. You know, divisional games they get hard. Like then all of a sudden it's not that inconceivable. I mean, sure they have those four games, but that would be the map to the over for sure. They got the Commanders, the Giants. That's the map. But mm-hmm. I still like the under, unfortunately. So we had what do we have? Two overs, two unders on the Jags, and we had three unders in and over on the titans yeah and then lucky us we get to talk about the texans and the colts next time great uh, hey man colts i'm excited bad. yeah i'm excited like for those two. Oh, I'm, I'm more excited too. for those two than these two actually oh these I'm, two stink davis don't, mills don't davis mills I, I we love were davis we mills were a huge like davis mills podcast he's for, sick for like two weeks i'm, I'm just warning you I, I did the research he throws a beautiful don't ball don't get excited okay <laughs> a problem um the nba there's actually things going on in the nba this week kevin durant 
went to meet with the Nets again because he was he's been disgruntled about not being traded yet. So he met with Joe Sy face to face, reiterated his trade request. Then in the meeting, he said, "If you're gonna keep me, and you're not gonna trade me." Steve Nash and uh, Sean Marks, they need to go. Me or them. So that's it. And also, he met with them on the Monday, and on the Tuesday, I think he had like a five million dollar signing bonus. So they just had to write that to him after the meeting, which was a nice little mill finger from his part. Joe Sy came out on Twitter. He said, "Quote our front office." and coaching staff has my support. We'll make the best decision in the interest of the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, Sham said that Boston, Toronto, Philadelphia, and Miami were the teams that will be in there till the end. But I think Alex is the most dialed into the NBA right now. I'm he, huge. He, he is it. heated about this. So NBA is probably my number one sport. Get in there. What so, do you think? Yeah. Um, I just think it's funny how, like, Usually, like, in-division trades, like, never happen. But I love how, like, the front runners are Toronto, Boston, uh, Philadelphia. I mean, let's throw the Knicks in there, too. I <laughs> yeah. mean, why not? Just trade them into the division. Um, I think it's absolutely asinine um, what Durant has done. Raw. Good word. Hugh- good word. Because, <laughs> look, like, I can't believe you're going to, like, pin this on Nash and pin this on Sean Marks now. I get Nash isn't the greatest coach. I get, you know, you look at his TikToks or whatever, and you're like, yeah, that's whack. But, like, you and Kyrie have, like, claimed no responsibility for any of this. Like, none of this has been, like, okay, you know what? Maybe I, like, you know, should have showed up to some of these games. Maybe I could have played better. Maybe I shouldn't have told you to sign DeAndre Jordan and trade Jared Allen. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, maybe I should have been more sure if I actually want to play with Harden and then figure out after, like, 13 games that, yeah, actually, I don't want to play with Harden. But now I do again because he's on the Sixers. And and that was my (laughs) next part, which is I don't, like, I actually, I genuinely don't, like, Kevin Durant doesn't seem like he's stable. You can't go and, like, be pissed at Harden, tell him, like, yeah, like, we want to trade. Harden's mad at KD. Harden's mad at Kyrie. Like, I want to leave after you just gave up a huge haul for them, for him, um, to Houston. And six months later, you're like, yeah, actually, Loki, again, I'm down to play with Harden. I'm down to do the exact same thing. And I think it's crazy that, like, I know it's Kevin Durant, but, like, and I know I've criticized Philly for, like, you know, not still not having that talented of a roster. I think they could go to that, go all the way. But, like, bringing KD in with Harden after you've seen what they've done to an organization with Brooklyn is is just absolutely crazy to me. Um, I, I The Nets are a complete disaster from the from the coach to the ownership to, to the GM to the players. It, it, it's pretty bad. But I think Joe Sy should honestly just take a stand on this and just be like, that's fine, like... I'm not firing Sean Marks and, and Steve Nash. He's a ruthless guy, that Joe Sy. People well, know that. people forget that like these guys are billionaires. Yeah. So and he's yeah. like a Kevin Durant b- makes b- b- billionaire. billionaire, and like Kevin Durant makes peanuts compared to Joe Sy. So really, like you're not gonna tell me what to do. So I think like Kevin Durant doesn't know what he wants. I think that's what it is. He literally doesn't know what he wants. The Golden State Championship got to him the pressure of like we can win without you too. Um, it's embarrassing. Goes to Brooklyn, doesn't work out, gets everything he wants. Like you said, you want DeAndre Jordan on a $40 million contract? Sure. <laughs> you want Harden? Sure. We'll trade all our picks, all our young assets? Sure. And you still can't win. And I know they were injured, but at the end of the day, you still failed in Brooklyn. And now you're going to go to Philadelphia, and I, sure, everyone's talking about, oh, will Harden, KD, and Embiid be the greatest big three of all time? No, because they're not going to win anything with KD and Harden. Those are losers. Agreed. So yeah. I'm sick of it. I don't want him on Toronto anymore. Like, because this guy <laughs> is go. legit, legit, like, he's just not stable. He could just ruin a franchise in six months to a year. 
This so, is this yeah. is a very good point. I, I I completely agree. I think where I think this ends is I I don't know what the resolution is in terms of Kevin Durant. I don't know if he's on a new team. I can't predict if he's on a new team. I can't predict if he stays. I can't predict if they keep the coach. I can't predict if they keep the GM. What I can predict is I don't think you'll ever see a team be willing to compensate their stars like the Nets did with this anymore. No team's going to sign themselves up to have a player drive the boat of the franchise anymore because, I mean, look at what happened here. The Nets were in the best position they possibly were in coming off years of, like, Gave Tatum away to the Celtics yep. as it trade four years ago. Gave away Brown. Then they built it back up to the point where they were like a reputable franchise again. And then they burned it all down. And it was all at the direction of them. Get rid of your young players. Get rid of your picks. We want this guy. Like you said, indecisive decisions. I don't think a team's going to be willing to give the management role over and, and say this strong to players again. Because look at the other team that did it. The Lakers. Look where they are. Disaster. They got written, drove, written right into the corner. And LeBron did it with the Cavs too. And what do you mean fire Sean Marks? You're the one that's literally been making all the decisions here. What, what do you get doing? pissed because he yeah. signed Patty Mills? Like, what are you talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? <laughs> Cam Thomas sucks. He can't make picks. You, you drained all the cap. Your your buddy doesn't want to show up to any of these games. What do you mean, fire Sean Marks? It makes it literally you are the GM. Like it's just so crazy to me. Kevin Durant's wild, dude. I love uh, like Steve Nash was like handpicked as like basically a blank slate. Like where they're like he's gonna like babysit or like he's gonna be your like supervisor, but you guys yeah. like do whatever you want. And and like he can't handle it. That's a wild plan. <laughs> like and 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 hard or not hard and, and KD can't handle it. It's kind of like it's pretty. Yeah, sad to me. I don't understand. Yeah, I just think he created the problem, like you guys have said, and then he's the one he's blaming. He's making like scapegoating ownership and uh, GM and the coach for the issues that he created. It's yeah. If yeah. we were a trendy yeah. podcast, we would say gaslit. Sean gaslit. Marks is being gaslit. Yeah. Totally gaslit. Yeah, he's like, if, if only like we didn't have Sean Marks and we didn't have this coach that you wanted. <laughs> yeah. Then then <laughs> we would be good. Oh yeah. 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 If only you let right, me Kevin. choose the coach and the GM yeah. as well. Yeah. Then he yeah. wants an Mbappe. That's what he wants. And he's, GM Mbappe. And they weren't gonna get fair value with him to start when he asked for the trade request on June thirtieth. I think it was. But now even more not. Like they were getting seventy five cents on the dollar anyways. I think now it's like fifty cents. Mm-hmm. Now it's even less because wh- what. Like, what, what's, like, Boston doing right now or Philadelphia? What makes them or Toronto say, you know what, we're going to increase our offer? If anything, I'm bringing my offer down. This guy, this guy's horrible for a team. This guy's horrible for a roster and horrible for a franchise. Why would I want, like, look at this. Like, this, it's ridiculous. So, I don't think, I think this could drag on for a while. And I don't think teams are willing to give up this, like, crazy amount of, of um, uh, crazy amount of assets for him. Because... Sure, he's Kevin Durant, but he has an injury history. And the Nets keep saying, well, he's on a four-year contract. Yeah, I don't know how much of an asset that is. Yeah. Four years. I don't know if I want four years of Kevin Durant. You know, he could all, for all I know, he could do some crazy stuff, sit out two years, and then I'm in the same place I was um, as the Nets are. So He's also not that young. He's yeah, like 34. 30, he's 34. Yeah. He's going to be 34 this year. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I, I just think it's always funny. Like, the, my favorite thing, favorite, like, move of the Kevin Durant era is you have Karis LeVert, you have... Jared Allen, you have a bunch of picks, and you end up trading all that paperclip to the house to Ben Simmons, who hasn't played a game in two years. is oh remarkable. Like, your entire franchise and your future, and you just redeemed it. It's like you have a bunch of tokens at the at the, at the amusement park, and you exchange it for, like, the big gift, and it's like, oh, like, 3,000 t- tickets. Like, what do I get? It's like 3,000 tickets, so you get a stuffed animal. Yeah, you get a you miniature know? snake. Yeah. That's what yeah. you get. Yeah. Um, there was two great potential. I mean, Rick Buecher 
is one of the great cappers of all time <laughs> from a media perspective. I think he unleashed two incredible caps this week. You tell me if you believe either one. The first one he said was, that I, there's no way this is true. After the Nets game three against the Celtics, they asked Ben Simmons in the group chat if he was going to play game four, and then he left the chat. That's what Rick Buecher <laughs> claimed. He didn't answer, and he just left the chat. I'm going to go with complete cap, because who would tell Rick Buecher that Ben Simmons left the chat? That's what I'm going with on that one. Then the other potential... They, they couldn't cat. ask him in the locker room no. after game no. three. They had to wait till everyone got home, yeah. showered, yeah. had dinner, then let's Until he took him. off his literal clown outfit <laughs> yeah. and got home. Uh, and then the other cap he had was that he said that Kyrie Irving's contract request that he not play any back-to-backs and he plays under 60 games. He wrote into his contract that he wants to play under 60 games. Okay, bro. I'm not buying that. <laughs> That's Sorry. insane. Rick, Rick Buecher. Cap, cap artist. Yeah. In the Is he a beat writer for... No, he's just like Fox oh. NBA. He's in there with Cowherd once oh. a week, so you know it's yeah. getting dicey. He used to be on Bleacher Report back in the day. Yeah, and ESPN. Yeah. Um, league announced they will retire number six league-wide for Bill Russell. Pretty sweet. LeBron is wearing number six right now, if you're wondering, but he, they say he'll be grandfathered. He can keep six until oh, it's yeah. over. Yeah. Said they were going to do a bunch of stuff for Bill Russell this year, which is nice. I, 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 We talked about this a while ago. I'm a fan of a league-wide retirement. Like I said with Gretzky, I had no problem with 99. This one's definitely much more powerful of a statement. I, I mean, the guy is totally deserving i have no problems with this 100 percent, i agree i mean if lebron didn't wear six they'd tell everybody uh find a new number <laughs> yeah <laughs> since lebron does okay we'll grandfather you in but uh yeah no it's cool it's good yeah, yeah. it's gonna be nice yeah draymond green said that the young player that reminds him the most of himself is Ja Morant. That, that's an actual thing. <laughs> yeah, now he's dissing him. Now he's just fucking with him, dude. <laughs> that's so funny. That is an actual thing that Draymond Green Draymond. said. He, he looks in the mirror him. and he sees Ja Morant. That's so funny. Incredible. And then he also that's said hilarious. he always said, saw himself playing for the Pistons or something. Okay, man. All right. The Pistons he's, are dumb enough to actually give him the max, too. That's where the ro- rubber I, meets the road. I think the greatest thing Colin Coward ever did in his career was get Draymond Green a mic. Yeah, once a, a week. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Did you see him pick uh, Prime Mellow over Prime KD? <laughs> you didn't see that? There, Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, good question, but I'm going to have to go with uh, Prime Mellow. He's like, one step crazy. You want it on the block? You got it. Jumps... The J nasty, and then he's like, I mean, and then Olympics mellow was just on a whole nother level. Olympics mellow. Yeah, he, he used Olympics mellow as an argument. You know who else was on those Olympic teams? Yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, we did hit the Paul Bonchero Dejounte Murray at the end of last show, but we're kind of okay. We messed the hand up. We messed this up. We got it right before it started. Owen had the just the video before the Instagram. Yeah, and now the story's it's gone. It's yeah. way gone. Yeah. But uh, if you wanted to put any touches on this one because we had it early. Go oh ahead. yeah, I think this is the most one of the most cringe things I've seen all off season. Like I, I was saying this to Phil the other day. It's like, I've never seen off season coverage like this of the NBA ever in my life. Not just like about the drama, like with like what people say on Twitter and like trades and stuff, but like of like pro am leagues and the yeah. Drew League. It's like unprecedented. So that's one thing. So that's probably part of this. And then the other thing is like. Dejounte Murray has become one of the cringe, most cringe players in the NBA, in my opinion. It's unbelievable yeah. because all I've followed this guy for years, and all I ever saw was really nice things yeah. that he did for his family yeah. and his friends, and and then all of a sudden he leaves the Spurs, and it's six weeks later, yeah. and he's a madman. I haven't seen the internet turn on a guy like this this quickly since like Juju, 
Wow. Because that's a wild comparison. Like, literally, like three weeks ago, everyone was like, "Oh, Dejounte Murray, like he's the nicest guy. Like he came from like a he was like a late round pick. He came from humble circumstances. He worked his way up. He was in the sense, yeah, like there for like years, and now he's finally like got his he's getting his flowers, and then now it's like." Everyone's like, dude, you need to like chill out. You need to be humbled because he's like throwing, he's like hitting people in the head. That yeah, are, like, that was driving like, me crazy. Seventeen year old like kids. No, they work the a gym. nine to five job. Like yeah. they just came home from work. You're banging a basketball <laughs> yeah. on their head. Yeah. What are you doing? Making twenty million yeah. a year. Hitting making them in the twenty million a year. Ah, oh, you're a dumbass. Bang. I'm gonna go <laughs> run down the court. What are you doing? And who th- he's like throwing the ball out of bounds. It's like ridiculous. If I were a ref in that game, I would. I mean, I would tease that. He should very he should, quickly. He should take it easy because. Like I, they, this would never happen, but Paul Banchero is a big kid, and very Dejounte Murray is very skinny, skinny. and yeah. I think Paul Banchero would eat him alive. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's sad to see, honestly, because I also thought Dejounte Murray was a class guy. Yeah, but this but this stuff with the bouncing the basketball off dude's head is is driving me insane. He's gonna get it one time. I like I, swear. I hope I hope he gets a comeuppance. Once wow. he, gets to, once he uh, the season starts again, this is my guy. I'm, I own a jersey, but I, I'm so happy that they traded him. I can't, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, did you know there was, was a down, side to him? I, no, I was down so bad after they traded him. You guys yeah. saw me. I was yeah. like, irresponded, but now I'm like, look at me. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the French guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I have to look forward to in basketball this year. I'm gonna take the year off. I think. <laughs> um, anything? Uh, oh, only other thing in sports. Serena Williams said she was gonna retire. I just saw it pop up right there. Let's so, go. Um, Alex, you're more of a tennis guy than me. Probably one of the GOAT athletes of uh, our lifetimes. Yeah. GOAT, for sure. Like we say, Rafa, Novak, and Federer dominated among three guys. But she dominated by just herself. Like it was sad. Like you, everyone's like, well, Maria Sharapova, like, you know, second best player. And then like <laughs> she gets to the final and, and gets destroyed. beaten like 6-0, 6-0. So, so Serena Williams was like unfair. She was really good. And um but low key, like if I'm being honest, like it's about time because like she was so good for so long. Where I was like, let's let like some yeah. other people start yeah. winning here. And you know, now towards the end of the career, she wasn't like that dominant. Um, but yeah, I think it's about time now. So we do just... you think? Because I think she was like spinning it, like I could play for more years, but I want to go be with my family. Do you think it was like coming to the end, anyways? Uh, yeah, I think so. Cause she, I think she had some injuries and stuff, and I, she wasn't really showing. I've hopped off tennis for just a little bit now like since novak's with all this covid stuff i've been like haven't been following as much but um <laughs> but yeah i think that would have been one of the reasons because i know she she did have a pretty bad injury um i don't think she was going to as many tournaments as she was before and stuff so you know i think she just wanted to spend more time with her family and stuff which is i mean she's made so much money and like it, yeah. but yeah. like like i said like it's good to see like she did her stuff it's cool but like i'm ready to just like Give some like spotlight to some other yeah. people now. Let's get Jeannie Bouchard. She, she was the goat, but yeah, let's, let's see if we can get Jeannie Bouchard. Jeannie Bouchard's probably already retired too. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, there's so. another Canadian girls in there though. Good for her though. Mm-hmm. I think richest female athlete ever. That's what they're saying hmm. with endorsements and winnings. I could believe it. She probably, well, she probably close to 500 mil from Nike. You'd think, yeah, something probably. like that. I think yeah. it read like somewhere like three to five hundred, something like that. She'd always wear the craziest outfits too. Those outfits were always sick. Who yeah. was like the goat before her? Steffi Graf. Steffi Graf, oh, the right, German one. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, so they were kind of the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are the goats. But as I see it, as it stands right now, there's not really one that's like that dominant. I think it's just going to be like randos winning Grand yeah. Slams for the next couple of years. Somebody's going to have to step in the spotlight. Yeah. Hmm. Segment time. 
would you guys cook up this week for segments? What do we have? I got a power rankings. I Let's love go. that. I love that. <laughs> Pretty I, interesting. I went old rankings. school. I got Bozo and Genius. Let's go. Let's what do go. you have? What do you have, Owen? Uh, I've got a power ranks, but you guys go first. Okay. 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 I'll go with my power rankings first. So I know this happened a while ago and we talked about it, but like Kim K's um, divorce with Pete Davidson. Yes. And um, Divorce. Or divorce, sorry, breakup. <laughs> sorry. Might as well have been a divorce. Might, yeah, might as well have been a divorce. Been. I thought they were married. Well, did you see that apparently, allegedly, apparently, we're not going to get sued. They're not listening. Uh, he apparently, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> let, me just, let me just figure out which one I want to use. Allegedly, he proposed and she said no. That was That's the, heat. Yeah. That's uh-huh. heat. Say, Golly, dude, and you know man. what? I would have gotten the green light. Like, did you guys see that I video? The green no, 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 no. Listen, listen. No, no. no I you were the, saying I if I was Pete, I would have <laughs> gotten the green light. No, no, no. Um. Anyways, I saw this. It was like an odds odds maker of who's most likely to be her next partner. What did wow. I tell you? Owen sent this to me this yeah, afternoon. It was insane. And I said, it was bring so this rough. up because I bet Alex has a take on this. Yes. And then yes. here we are. So I just kind of powering. I saw some of the names there. Didn't agree <laughs> with some of them. But I just thought. Um, I just thought, you know, you made your fun. own list. I made my own list. Let's go. I made my own list. Not only of who's most likely, but like most electric couple. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Do you and have odds fun. in there? Odds built I don't, in. I don't have odds. I can give you the odds. But uh, I have my. I have a number one, right? So I have five, and then we have five, four, three, two, one. Let's All right. Go. Let's hear Alex's list. Okay, I only got five, but like honestly, I think my list is as good as that list because it's just, <laughs> just randos. We're picking, you know, running backs on the what Bengals. Yeah. Um. So at number five, Drake. Yes. I feel like that's a pretty if if I were to bet any of these options, I'd probably take that option. I feel like it's pretty safe. Like Drake's single, she's single. <clears throat> I don't know if he's I don't know if he still has beef with Kanye, but that'd be like a big like mm-hmm. F you, stole your girl. <laughs> yeah. Well there was already It'd rumors be a power about couple him, about him sneaking around with her. Yeah. It really well, they're confirmed yes. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so it's a real thing? They're well, actually like, no, like back in the day. Oh, back in the day, exactly. So let's like get the band back together. Like, yeah, yeah. It's basically the same season. thing. She's already dated a rapper in Kanye. So there you go. Number four, Zach Wilson, loves moms. <laughs> yeah, um, would be a great dad. Would be yeah. a great dad. You know, that'd be biggest athlete since Chris Humphreys. Yeah, would be. Uh huh. Um, yeah. So I think Zach, it probably not probably would derail his career completely (laughs) it's already headed that way it's already headed that way but i feel like you know she'd want to go for a younger guy i don't think she's uh, pete davison was pretty young but like zach wilson's our age so Uh you can see she's trending towards you know younger and younger dudes maybe she'll pick up one of us maybe she'll pick up one of us owen's open here so i think you know new york big you know lifestyle all that that'd be great yes um third one she's already um She's already dated Annette before. Let's do KD. Nice. Because KD, like I just said, in, yeah. he's going insane. He needs a wife. He needs a girl. Like he, This <laughs> guy hasn't wife. had a girlfriend, I think, since he's been in the league. Yeah. He needs to get someone to like calm him down a little yeah. bit. He's just the best. <laughs> She's just the best. I yeah. love Kim K. Number two, Andrew Tate. Um, <laughs> Andrew Tate's just... Yeah. Say what you want about him, but like what he's doing market-wise and like social media-wise is insane. Yeah. Pro- in my viewing probably the strongest social media guy on the planet right now yeah. male yeah and then you get the female yeah. strongest and you yeah. put them together i think social media would break no, can you say fire. power couple yeah he's exactly. probably already in the dms that'd he's be probably hilarious. already that's in the dms mm-hmm. that'd be so funny and he's it, andrew tate and then number one uh ab 
Yeah. That'd just be insane. <laughs> I have no reason as to why that'd be a good pairing. I'd, it'd just be crazy. It would be good. And and Kanye could maybe, you know, Kanye and him are voice, so maybe he could, you know, oh, yeah, it, give him right. a blessing. There you go. You there can you hang go. out with my kids. Yeah. Here's your snap. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like the stepdad movie. It is. Like the kind is. of boys. Yeah. Huh. And yeah. They like so. daff up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. So I like that. That was It'd an be, electric list. There you go. That's my list. I'm hoping for Tate to pull it out. I think Tate, I think that one makes the most sense. I, I think it does. Besides Drake. There's mutual gain there. Saying, it's social media giants. Not, not from her. And but. I think they're both trying to, they're both all about the brand. So they're yeah, both trying they to are. elevate. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Reach new demos. Yeah. Yeah. Now all of a sudden Kim K's True. in like incel chats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Dude, that would change her whole image. It, it would really just like open her up to a whole new, like, de- yeah, a whole new demographic. It really would. And it would open up Andrew Tate because a lot of people are like, well, we don't like Andrew Tate, but yeah. then he'd get Kim K's audience. That's yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. So my sister loves Kim Kardashian. So that would, yeah. Yeah. And I think hates most, Andrew Tate. Yeah, I actually haven't. I don't know. Most probably most, 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 <laughs> most people. I most people. Most yeah. humans. Most, yeah. Um, <laughs> my I got bozo of the week. I got genius of the week this week. I feel pretty passionate about both of these. I'll do genius of the week first. My genius of the week is Tony Jefferson. I don't know if you guys saw this. It was going pretty viral. He's a safety. If you don't remember him, he played for the Cardinals for many years. Now he's on the Ravens. I don't know if he rings a bell. He's in his 30s. He's been in the league about 10 years. And last night, he went on Twitter and he tweeted, quote, I can't even lie. I stopped wearing my glasses years ago, and that might have been the dumbest thing I've ever done. I can see so much clearer and further with my glasses. It's wild. Somebody somebody went in the replies, and they said, what, like, what do you do during the games? Like, how, Why were you not wearing your glasses? And he said, I've just been going out there regular, SMH. Just got my contacts, too. I've just been going out there regular. And then they asked if he's always been doing this, and he said, I used to, I used to wear contacts contacts and glasses in college but i've stopped so wow i as a glasses guy since third grade yep at no point have i ever woken up and been like no like i don't need these yep. like i'll be fine there's no need for these anymore <laughs> so i need to know a couple key things one what's your prescription yes two <laughs> what was the breaking point that led you to be like i'm done like i don't need glasses anymore i can go out there regular three what made him come back to the glasses? Yeah. He was like, this is like terrible. I can't even see the TV. Like I, I need these glasses. And then four, how good would he have been with glasses all these times? Yeah. Like, I mean, I was going to say that's unbelievable. You're an NFL player for that many years without like being able to see clearly. That's that's at safety too. <laughs> yeah. You're not playing line. Like you're playing safety. You actually need to see the field. This guy's my new favorite player. Do NFL players wear goggles? Like, like in basketball? I think they. Oh, blanket blanket shit. Yeah. There was the one running back. Like regular glasses? Eric Dickerson? No, the know. guy on Hard Knocks for the Cowboys oh, last Eric year that didn't make the team. Uh, that the was a little running. One. Yeah. Um, yeah I love the, like, I went regular <laughs> I went comment. I went medium. Regular. I went about medium. Yeah. <laughs> Not large or small, just medium. Yeah. He graduated from 2020. Yeah. Like, I'm good. No, man. It's a wild move. I. I I, I've been going out there regular SMH is one of the funniest things. I've What's ever his read. odds for defensive player of the year now? I know now that he's got the. Sight. So Phil and Adam, will you guys ever go regular? No, no. no I feel I like cannot. I feel like his prescription's probably a little lighter than ours. I'd mm. assume. Well, 
it was one of the dumbest decisions he's ever <laughs> yeah, made. Yeah. So it probably isn't that late. My bozo of the week. This was going pretty viral, but Kelly Olenek's bozo of the week. Oh, and, uh, thank so you. bad. Thank you. This one I forgot <laughs> so about. So bad. And uh, respect. If, if you don't remember him, for the people at home, longtime NBA or currently on the Pistons, and he's actually Canadian, British, British Columbia. Yeah, right. Kamloops, BC. So I hate to put him in this category. Um, there's no way to sugarcoat this. He wore a backwards hat to his wedding. He, he was I wearing did it out of respect. A snapback backwards hat to the wedding and that's where it stopped people saw the photos people clowned him online Mm -hmm. not this guy i went and did some more research and did some digging because i wasn't gonna you know backwards hat whatever his life i was probably already gonna judge him yeah yeah, i did yeah i mean i already had him walked into bozo (laughs) the week (laughs) yeah but i was like i want to see if there's a deeper meaning to this hat so i looked it up and uh this is his third wedding of the summer He's been married three times. No, had, no, no. He no, had no. a private... Same same, same, oh, person. same wife. Okay, <laughs> same yeah, person. I was going to say. <laughs> private wedding with family, which like, sure. 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 Uh, if that's how you... I mean, the point of a wedding is you, you get one chance. Yeah, so sometimes you, get, you do too. Like if you're if the bride's family lives somewhere and the groom's family lives somewhere else, you might do reception, reception. But you're also Kelly Olenek. You could yeah. probably fly everybody out to that's one true. spot. Yeah, if you can it. afford three, yeah. you can make one big one. That's where I'm yeah, going I, with. Okay, fair. He's so wearing he, Air Force Ones. No, those are your uh, J's. 11s i saw another i saw one with jays and one with the air force ones that's probably from the wedding or yeah, another wedding another wedding so, i love the family just fr- like my best friend no just family yeah <laughs> so he had family <laughs> he had family then they went to get married in vegas with an elvis as the as the like, as guy the, uh, <laughs> yeah as what the, is that like, guy the, called the officiator yeah the officiator officiator I don't think that's it. The officiator. The, the, the Carl like Jeffers the of the wedding. Like the guy who the priest officiates the wedding. That's not what it's called. I know that's what it's that's called. called. I know it's That's for sure what it's, it's called. The no, it's Joey not. Crawford of the wedding. The ref. The ref of the wedding. <laughs> I don't know. Like the... that Dude, that's for sure. Okay. The minister. No. Yeah, it can be a minister, a religious minister. But that's like what he does. He officiates it. Yeah. Okay. Ah, heat. Oh, An officiant is someone who officiates <laughs> at a service or ceremony. Okay, so we were wrong. But anyway. Marriage El- officiant. Elvis yeah, as the marriage officiant. <laughs> thank you. Anyway, at the wedding, backwards hat, Jordan 11s, black ones in the Concords, which is, I mean, whatever. Again, your choice. But the menu was buffet sushi at this wedding. Wow, Kelly Olenek had seven plates of sushi at his wedding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seven plates of sushi and... A snapback. I don't know. It's, I mean, I he's paying for it, right? Or? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not trying to judge the guy, but I, I'm hashtag done. I mean, I know a lot of people that have done two weddings. So, Cap. who who has done that? Who uh, like family friends. Oh, it's like it's a, like a normal thing. I guess yeah. If you have, two different cultures. Yeah, three like though. Cultural. Like if also he, only he, sushi. I like sushi, but like I know you know lots of people don't like sushi. So yeah, exactly. Well, he's from BC, so there might have been some like ginger beef in there, like you know. <laughs> some, but it's buffet sushi. I'm saying like some traditional like Chinese, like Canadian like Chinese food. Chinese food. He know? also had food trucks. They oh, were, see okay, if you get yeah. a burger. Yeah, yeah. Sushi. He's like, what's on the menu? It's only sushi, but don't worry, it's buffet. So there's a lot of it. Yeah, like, yeah. a lot of different kinds. Yeah, there's a lot of it. So like, don't worry about You'll taking find the cucumber you like. one if that's what yeah. you don't like. Like, just mess it up. Do what you want. Yeah. There's a lot. So, yeah. uh, man. Do you um, think seven plate? What is a plate of sushi? Is that just stacked up? I take it to mean he's like seven feet two sixty. He's filling up the plate with sushi and going back to the table and doing oh, it six yeah. more times. That's 
That's yeah. disgusting. That sounds like the biggest <laughs> in like the world. The, Adam's getting Achilleolinic Pistons. Yeah, he's an athlete. Like, <laughs> Let the guy to him. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm putting him in the bozo of the week. But, uh, con- but congratulations that. to him and uh, Jade yeah, on their wedding. Uh, what do you have for your power rankings? Okay, so in honor of the Antonio Brown quote, I have a power ranking of some of the most arrogant quotes by athletes. Nice. Yes. And this isn't... I'm sure there's going to be many, <laughs> many, many that I miss. So if you guys... Uh, think of any while I'm while I'm talking. You can you can mention them. Okay, thank uh, you. But my first one is from Matt Hasselbeck in oh. Uh, oh, yeah. in the playoffs. Uh, this is against the oh, yeah. Packers. The Packers. That's right. Uh, and it, going into overtime, he says they flip the coin. He goes, "I want. We want the ball, and we're going to score." That was an arrogant quote. Yeah. We want the ball, we're going to score, and, and then and then they lost. He threw a pick six. <laughs> well, yes, that's right. He threw a pick six, and they <laughs> lost. <laughs> So all time, just you know, if you're gonna say that, at least put up like a better yeah. performance. At least like complete a pass. Yeah. yeah. Start going down the field. Yeah. At least do. <laughs> at least make a play where you can blame somebody else. Yeah. Not like we're <laughs> yeah. here the sole guy. <laughs> so there's that one. That was a big one. This one, next one, not really a quote, um, but I wanted to include it anyway. Uh, this was, I think, the year after the uh, the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2017. The Saints were playing the Falcons. And the score was tied 17-17. And Devontae Freeman, actually, he was, he was running down the sideline, and he actually like got knocked out of bounds. And Sean Payton did the choking sign from the sideline oh. in his direction. How do you remember this? I looked it up. <laughs> actually, did not. never saw it. Never heard about it. He did the choking sign, right? They lost the game 20-17. to 17. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Sean Payton, yeah. also arrogant, because in the Vikings-Saints playoff game with the Minnesota Miracle, before the Diggs play, he did the skull clap to the That's crowd. Right. People forget. And then Stefan Diggs took it to the house. And That's then right. And then the fans did the best skull clap ever before they need the two-point conversion. Yeah, and People now remember. he tried to get... Yeah, now he's just out of basically... Yeah, out of the league. But. Yeah, now he tried to steal the Dolphins' job from under a Jose Alvarado of the Dolphins' job, and uh, now he's just on his couch with us. That's funny. Okay, next one I got Kyrie Irving. Uh, this is a direct quote. He said, this is not even a conspiracy theory. The earth is flat. It's right in front of our faces. I'm telling you. It's right in front of our faces. I mean, I mean, they lie to us. Find the what, I've been taught, what I've been taught is the earth is round. But if you really think about it from a landscape of the way we travel, the way we move, and the fact that can you really think of us rotating around the sun and all planets aligned, rotating in specific dates, being perpendicular, and what's going on with these planets? So wow. pretty confident. Well, it's not really related to sports, but I just yeah. appreciate the confidence of like, you guys are idiots. Yeah like clearly just like look straight is the earth curving obviously not therefore it's flat yeah like he's just like does not compute like he can't really exactly. think he doesn't understand he's... why anybody would not understand that he's like do you see like a he, he doesn't understand it so it doesn't make sense yeah yeah he's like he doesn't understand it so like what are you guys thinking yeah of? like I, it, look at it yeah, yeah exactly right when this is like if curve? uh if aaron Rodgers' tattoo could speak that's what it would cook up right yeah there. yeah, yeah. yeah. golly and, dude if it could speak it'd never stop talking but Kyrie irving's like a religious guy too which like, i don't think that's a religious like, it is a religious belief that is he really is what religious he's muslim, muslim. earth is that the earth is muslim, round believe it's it's like in the book that they believe it's flat really that, that it's round it's that it's round and so, that yeah. it orbits so the sun so he's contradicting himself i'm just saying like i i'm surprised by that take oh, yeah exactly yeah. Oh, he's oh. contradicting himself yeah. with the take hmm. yeah. 
Another <laughs> another conspiracy theory, which I thought was crazy by Kyrie, was when at training camp he said, you know, one day I could be the coach and one day Katie could be the coach and one day Steve Nash could be the coach. That's a great That one. was a really good conspiracy theory, too. I thought you were going to put that into your... Conspiracy. I thought you were going to go back on the KD take. I thought you were going to redo yeah. it. I was, I was really like, excited. He had, a, he had a lot of good quotes, and so I found a page that had all his quotes by year. I didn't get up to 2021. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. There would be like a book. There they might change. Long. They might flip-flop. You never know. Like his takes, if you were three oh, years yeah. ago, maybe they changed nowadays. Yeah, now he's mm-hmm. on the earth round. Yeah. Earth is round <laughs> what was the Durant one you wanted me to say though? You no, said I, I thought you were going to no, go. No, I thought you were just going to dial it back zone in. It. Yeah, to to Durant. Kevin Durant's unstable. Okay, so now we got the top two. This oh. one, he's not really. I guess I don't actually know if he was an athlete, but he was uh, related to it. I love how you're changing the rules. Like this one's <laughs> yeah. not exactly he's a quote. This guy's not exactly an athlete, and this isn't about sports. I think he was an athlete but... of some sort. But this is belongs to Tiger Woods' dad, Earl Woods. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he must have been. I thought you were going to say like Joe Biden probably. or something, and you were going to be like, oh, he played like eighth grade tennis. No, no, no. So Earl Woods, strap in for this one. He said Tiger will do more than any man in history to change the course of humanity. Oh, so the interviewer asked him like, "Would is this like is he gonna do more than like Mandela, Gandhi, all this stuff? Like, what does that mean?" He said, "Yes, because he has a larger forum than any of them. Because he's playing a sport that's international. Because he's qualified through his ethnicity to accomplish miracles. He's the bridge between the East and the West. There is no limit because he has the guidance. I don't know yet exactly what form this will take, but he is the chosen one. He will have power to impact nations, not people. Nations. The world is just getting a taste of his power." Tiger will win because of God's mind. Can't you see the pattern? Let's go, DUI. <laughs> wow. But did dude, you see how many masters he won, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, facts, facts. Uh, facts no, no, yeah. he was spitting, dude. No, he was... <laughs> was it, are we yeah. doing best takes ever? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, and then I'm going to do one honorable mention before I do uh, my number one. But it was just uh, the Josh Rosen quote from the draft. Yes. I'm sure you all know the oh, quote yeah. I'm talking about where he mm-hmm. said... Uh, I think he said nine teams will regret this. He's picked 10th. He's like, nine teams are going to regret this. And then went on to play for nine teams or whatever it was. (laughs) Went on to play for nine games. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so there's that. That was honorable mention. And those teams did regret it because they were like, wow, this guy's bad. (laughs) I regret watching you. Yeah. (laughs) And then for this, uh, for for number one spot, I have Deshaun Kaiser. So Deshaun Kaiser, before uh, he was drafted, was talking to USA Today and he was just on one, I guess, because he said, he said the following. He said, no one else can do what I can do. And I've truly figured out this draft process. If I can maximize all my potential in every aspect of the game, this is bold. I do have the ability to be the greatest quarterback to ever play. Hold on. Imagine taking Brady's intellect and Brady's preparation and putting it on a guy with Cam Newton's body. Why can't I be the greatest? The only thing stopping me, me is me. That's what's driving me now. So, that's what stopped him. So, so he stopped yeah. himself. <laughs> that is what stopped him. He just said, yeah. wow, let's put this on pause. Yeah. Permanent pause. Perma pause. And then he, he did have to come back. He, had, he sent out a tweet that said, sheesh, way out of context. Oh, <laughs> I love when players do that. Yeah, I don't know. My bad. Whoa, my bad. You guys, you got to see the question that was asked first. Get the Boys, context. I was talking about my Madden player. Yeah, relax. Yeah. I cooked him up with all 99s. Yeah. Guys, look at the question. The question said, say the craziest thing ever. <laughs> Yeah. Colin had him number one on his, on his draft for it and had Mahomes at like eight. And he had made, or who was in that draft? It was like Kaiser's number one and it's not close. And then we got Trubisky at two. And then we. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Kaiser played for Notre Dame, right? He, he did. did. So yeah. that's why everyone was like, yeah. 
Yeah. Mahomes, nah. Uh-huh. You go to what? Texas Tech? Nah. Yeah. Kaiser pitched the imperfect season. All games. 0-16. People forget. Him and Cody Kessler, I think, had the yeah. platoon. Yeah, I forgot about Cody yeah. Kessler. Yeah, a couple legends. Yeah, it was just a legendary quote. To say you have Cam Newton's body and Tom Brady's brain is unbelievable. <laughs> that is so, a wild one. I think it deserved a number one spot. Good list. AB slots in there in somewhere in the three, four, five range. He yeah. does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. I didn't want to give him the time of day, but he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to get the axe. Yeah. Um, well, that was good. I'm glad we did that. I usually think that after we finish recording. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. You want to say anything before Sunday? Anything that you need to get off your chest before Monday? Uh, Calvary FC plays tonight when you're listening to this. Go. Nice, nice. Oh, can, we get, can we get actually an update? Alberta Knights. <laughs> can, we, can, we actually, can we get an update on the Titans punt situation? Oh, yeah. If you can do it in like 10 seconds, that would be ideal. Well, they're losing now. Oh. And... That means they probably punted it. <laughs> that does mean they probably punted. Hold on. Say something, Phil. No, I'll just cut it. <laughs> okay. It's fine. Does it need to get filled? I don't think they're writing down the what happened on the punts, are they? It's in the game log. Punt. Okay, here we go. Well, hold on. Oh, there's been a lot of punts. Oh. oh Tons boy. of punts. There was a punt just a few minutes ago. Sounds like the preseason. Our, I got the right game. It wasn't their actual punter, though. It was R. Stonehouse, and he punted 58 yards to the end zone. Oh, the rookie trying to get his way onto the roster. But then Kern, before that, he punted. Oh, nice little punt. From the He punted 58 yards to the Baltimore 15, so he kind of pinned him a little bit. Nice. Pretty good punt Punts inside the 20, that's how you decipher if someone's yep. good or not. And then before that, he punted again, Kern, 52 yards to the Baltimore 17. That's quite good, okay. too. So Excellent. that's a good showing. Way to yeah. go, Brett. And then the first one, he punted 52 to the Baltimore 14. So he's having a nice little game. Wow. Yeah, yeah good for him. So they even took him out. They're like, that's enough, Brett. Like, let's yeah. rest that leg. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad I took the over. <laughs> We'll be back on uh, Monday. We'll see you guys then. (laughs) Take care.